All right, BizzleCast listeners, welcome to an impromptu response to the shitty fucking Golden Globes of 2017 for the movies and television of 2016. Um, Dad, there's really only one positive takeaway from this entire mess led by the drunk and alcoholic Jimmy Fallon, (laughs) who looked every bit as drunk and alcoholic as we have come to know him. Um, I don't really think anything else needs to be said. Questlove is a an angel for continuing to work with them. I, I, I don't know. I, I guess the roots are just getting paychecks at this point. I can't blame them after being underground hip hop sensations for 20 years, making you no know, money. Um, so we'll save, we'll save the good part for last. And the good part is spoiler alert, the night manager. <laughs> um, so you watched this not live, but you did watch it. I only watched parts of it, and I got yeah. a bunch from texts from you and mom. What happened to the like fun, like Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, Golden Globes from just a couple of years ago? Oh well, you know they relied on on Fallon. I mean, everybody thinks he's funny and uh, quite the broad entertainer, and um, they really they really didn't give him much material. Um, actually the bit with, uh, Kristen Wiig and, uh, Steve Carell was the only really clever, creative bit for presenters. Well, that's because they're two of the most brilliant television comedians ever. Yeah. So, I mean, that was re- that was really good TV. What, what they, what they did, um, for the, uh, the best animated um, you didn't see it, I suppose, right? No, no. I, I'm going to go back and watch the performances. You should feel yeah. free to share that. I'm just yeah. Um, they both started to talk about what seminal influences uh, uh, cartoons were, animated films were when they were young, and Carell starts to talk about Fantasia when he was six, and then goes into how um, his parents got divorced the same day, and then he gets all <laughs> depressed and teary. Oh God. Uh, so that's the association for him, and then Kristen Wiig has as uh, uh, doing Bambi and talks about how her three dogs were put to sleep on the same day, and then her grandfather disappeared, and wow, she gets dark. all depressed and teary. It was, it was really it was it was very clever. It's dark. Yeah, it was, it was dark. Right, it was dark. Yeah, I mean um, Fallon is definitely able to to come up to the level of his of his co-stars at times as we've seen with timberlake and all sorts yeah. of stars on uh on his show you know he invented lip sync battle basically i mean yeah. it was yeah. krasinski's idea theoretically in the beginning but fallon implemented it with emma stone by the way who oh. still has the most lip sync hits ever i think she's got like 70 million people have seen her do her lip sync on the jimmy fallon wow, wow. Um, and she won big tonight, and I'm happy for her as an actress, even though I could give two shits about La La Land, yeah. uh, which I don't even really want to talk about. Yet another like old school musical, even though it's new school. Like that, that Hollywood just seems to be, you know, staring closer and closer at their navel, right? Or am I well, missing something? Well, 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 there's two. There's two caveats. Um, one I understood when I looked at this list that you sent me uh, to, of all the nominees and all the winners, which reminded me that we were watching the Golden Globes, which means that they're, they're, they have a different way of slicing and dicing categories. And one of their dices is uh, best in uh, comedy or musical. So, you know, it parses out all, all those um, films in that subcategory, so it gives La La Land a lot more opportunity 
to win. So that that's one one caveat because there's a lot of very legitimate films that also got a lot of, of recognition, not just La La Land, but in the other the other category, the drama category. So but, that's why I think La La Land got overrepresented in part because but, of the slicing and dicing. But four years. But there's, but, but there's a second. There's a second caveat, but right. I'll get back to it. Yeah, we'll get back it. to that one. You know, four years ago, it was great that there were two categories, so Les Mis could win all sorts of stuff that it wasn't going to win at the Oscars. Even though That's I right. personally think it could have and maybe should have won some of the uh, mainstream Oscars awards because of the execution of that movie is all time brilliant. Filmmakers, uh, filmmakers can look back on that movie. It's still, the first and only major musical to do all of their music live and have it sound good enough to put on a soundtrack and be a bestseller. So. So, uh, you know, plus how many careers it launched. I mean, um, uh, but uh, but yeah, but but this year where you're going, oh, my God, it's going to win Best Picture, too, at the Oscars. It's it's kind of annoying. You know, I'm like, no, no, we like we we made the musical category because you guys are secondary. And the thing is, comedy should be winning. Deadpool should win this category. That's that's. That's who should win it. We've had tons of musicals and like the artist and old school Hollywood things. Like, give it to Deadpool this year. I just don't understand it, especially from the foreign press. So let's see what were the what were the five movies that were up for in, in that in that. So sub-category. we're still digesting, people. This is this is just minutes afterwards. We're still digesting yeah. all the nominations. We know most of the winners because they you know they take most of the winners from the winning teams and. uh I have a theory about this, Dad, which is that they are... You know how the MVP in baseball is voted for the regular season? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so, you know, you, yeah. ha- you have Ryan Howard win one year, even though we don't make the playoffs. And then the next year, Jimmy Rollins wins, we make the playoffs and then lose. You know, but they, they were the most valuable players. This is as if you're voting after the playoffs in the World Series. I think you should vote for the regular season. You should vote for the best in each category and not say, well, they're the Yankees, so we're going to give them 19 awards. Felt uh, like, it felt like La La Land was the Yankees, you know, and well, if you look Night at Manager the cate- was the Red Sox. And, you if know, you I mean. Category, um, best motion picture, comedy or musical, it's not a very strong category uh, other than, than Deadpool. I mean, Sing Street, who has seen it? Florence Foster Jenkins, yeah. who has seen it? 20th century women, I don't even know what that is. Um, so it's really down to La La Land and Deadpool. Edge of and- 17 should have been in that category. That was a, yes, a shanza yes. that that was not in that category. Of those movies, comedy, musical, Edge of 17 should have been right there. Plus she was nominated. That was, I couldn't believe that movie didn't get nominated over some of those other movies. So the other caveat, going back to your navel-gazing comment, is... You know, this is the foreign press, so this isn't Hollywood. No, it makes gazing no sense. at its own navel. It's the foreign press gazing at Hollywood's navel. So why is the um, foreign press swallowing the nostalgia pill? Because I think they've mainstreamed the Golden Globes to a point they weren't twenty years ago. Uh, I don't know. These are in- individual uh, reporters, right? It's not. They're not like like uh, okay. entities. Okay. Let's. You know what? Let's let's play this game. Let's play this game. Let's play the I'm an indie European reporter with the, yeah. ma- with the major awards. Who do you vote for? Best, po- best uh, motion picture drama, Hell or High Water, Lion, Manchester by the Sea, Moonlight, which won, and Hexar Ridge. I think Hell or High Water wins that category. Well, well 
um, you know, uh, if I'm an indie, of, you know, an indie French uh, film, cr- I mean, Hell High Water is so French, you know. I mean, it's it's slow and dramatic, and it's like, uh, you know, Manchester by the Sea, I could see winning too. Moonlight, I'm shocked. I'm no, happy. But, I'm happy know, for them. A lot, of, a lot of reviewers refer to it as as a masterpiece, and we don't know because we haven't seen it. Yeah, so I mean, a, a lot a lot of people refer to it as an incredibly yeah. artistic masterpiece that I, i'm pretty sure that, that that's one there's so many hype things out there that we watch and we end up not liking or hating i don't think this is gonna be one of them i think we're gonna love 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 it's an ensemble cast multiracial. it's gonna be great um, what how moonlight is gonna be a great all-time american movie i think oh i thought you you are arguing against it no i'm oh, I, i'm I, saying if i'm getting in the mind of the foreign press some snobby white Parisian, you know, Hollywood reporter. I'm right. thinking they go for hell or high water. But I'm, I'm just misreading the terrain at this point is the, is the thing. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. I'm saying I think they would do that, not I would do that. I see what you're saying. Yeah. And then, but, but best, most, imp- here's the thing though, as much as <laughs> Deadpool is the only movie ever to make 375 abroad and home, almost identical totals. In that price or money range has almost never happened before, um, and so Deadpool is actually more popular proportionally in America than overseas. Where normally it's two thirds or whatever, right? And with it's the fast, quippy, very American English that informs that movie, I could yeah. see that not translating great with subtitles. So anyway, my point is that this whole La La Land thing is an artifact of the way that the globe slices and dices. Because if you look at the category, the, uh, the comedy or musical category, other than the oversight of, um, of 17, what's, what's, the, what's the title of 17? Edge of 17. The Edge of 17. It's a, it's a weak category. And yeah, they could have strengthened it by putting Edge of 17 oh, in there, yeah. but they didn't. Well, that's the problem is, you know... The the foreign press is getting old in the same way the uh, domestic press is getting old, you know? I mean, it's not like there's a lot of youngsters voting in the Golden Globes. So they, you know, they have certain preconceptions too. Like there was no way Deadpool was going to win. Edge of 17 is too much of like a, you know, they probably just see it as like a teeny bopper American movie or something like that, you know, which it clearly was not and was mocking, but... You know, I could see how they couldn't get that in, in Europe, but yeah, it's true. They don't always love the musicals. They did love Les Mis. Foreigners, foreigners definitely love Les Mis more than Americans. I think mm-hmm. uh, proportionally, uh, which only strengthens my argument in my head. But I mean, you know. They, so, so when you look at the drama category, I mean, there's yes. a lot of classy films in there, a lot of classy actors and actresses, a lot of minority uh, actors and actresses. So who is Isabel Huppert and what the hell is Elle other than a magazine? <laughs> she's a she's a longtime serious French actress, and this film is uh, a very kind of edgy, um, risk taking film about rape and her unique way of of, of handling it. So it's it, it's it's way out there, I think, in terms of be, being kind of a risk risk taking film. I didn't watch the awards, but I would, if I had to guess, neither Vigo nor Denzel were in the house. They were both there. Really? They were both there, right? 
lot, I can't lot believe of they shots. Gave the, I can't believe they gave it to Casey Affleck over Denzel Washington. That's a travesty, and I didn't see either movie, and I can tell you that's a travesty <laughs> because Denzel's a 10,000 times better actor than Casey Affleck, even though no, I like Casey. No, he's not. No, he's not. When he gets those meaty, dramatic roles, he's the best. You, you just think Denzel's a, a 10,000 times better person than Casey Affleck. I don't know anything about Denzel's personal life. I oh. like Casey's acting ability. Yeah, you I, know, I think he, but I right, think Denzel's it, definitely when you know he hasn't done many great movies in the last decade or two, but when he does them, they're excellent. Right. Well, his co-star, you know, won for sure. for best actress. She's had quite a year. Yeah, did Viola Davis. Yeah. So I mean that that's that's really nice. Well, you didn't see Manchester by the Sea anyway, so you can't comment on no, that either. No. Uh, no. But it's 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 been the front runner the, the whole season. Yeah. I'm not sure what Emma Stone was wearing. I don't understand what she was trying to say to the world. Hey guys, I'm sexy. Thanks, Emma. We know. <laughs> yeah, there there are a lot of uh, there are a lot of mi- um, minimalist uh, bodices. Not my uh, girl, not Felicity the- Jones. She was very staid, very she was completely colonial. Covered up, right? She completely was completely covered up, up wearing a right. big pink dress skirt. Yeah. I yeah. loved it. I have so much respect for her. God damn it. <laughs> It's great, you know. Yeah, she's 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 really appealing. Yeah. She, yes. <laughs> so I'm not. I'm like Emma. Come on, you look great in yellow. Like just wear a normal dress. Like who? You know. Like I don't know. I don't know. That you can't. That that's a that's an argument you'll never win. Uh, did Meryl Streep just get nominated at this point just because she's Meryl Streep? <sighs> you know. Possibly, probably, maybe, kinda. You know, it's close. It's close because but I don't know how with it. That's the problem. She gets, I don't know how she gets nominated for that film, except, you know, she has to play a really goofy character. It's probably a challenging role. Um, so I don't know. You know, but you, you like that movie, didn't you? Or do you? No, or you didn't see that. No, I, I just I just saw the trailers a bunch of times. So I have a and there were some extended trailers. So I have a feel. So, uh, and, uh, will you? Can you talk to the Bizzlecast listeners? Because I haven't had a chance to watch it, but I'm certainly going to, and I'll post it about. You said Meryl Streep talked about Carrie Fisher, uh, and she famously played Carrie Fisher's portrayal of herself in a movie that Carrie Fisher wrote that Meryl Streep starred in, and was, I think, somewhat critically acclaimed at the time. Um, I, I can't remember. Uh, well, she gave you know in her acceptance speech, she gave this uh, Meryl Streep for for that uh, humanitarian award. She gave this sort of uh, 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 elegantly poised, passionate, but very controlled, determines anti-Trump speech um, without referring to uh, She never used his name, but everybody knew what she was talking about. She referred to a number of specific things um, that he has done, like made fun of that uh, – that uh, disabled reporter, you know, er, mm. early on in yep. in the campaign, she talked about how how uh, appalled and abhorrent that no, was. It just plays into Donald Trump's hands, though. That's what kills me. He's well, it talks was, about he's going to talk about how Hollywood hates him, and you know, it, 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 yeah. But she started out her 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 speech talking about how Hollywood really isn't uh, the entity that it's made out to be because. She's from New Jersey, and this person's from Ohio, and another person is from India, and this person's from here, and this person's from there, and all these different backgrounds, and a sharecropper's house. Viola's from a sharecropper yeah. in South Carolina. She's trying to deconstruct 
these 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 this demagoguery that he does uh to as he portrays the other you know and uh and de- and, and and demonizes the other that he does every day in on all the different ways that he that he does it mm-hmm. um are are you still there yeah i'm here okay cuz i heard a, a a funny noise like like uh, you might have disconnected so she she first of all deconstructs what Hollywood actually is, and it's real people, not alien other weird types. And then she goes into a more direct diatribe about how how appalled she is that this is the man who's going to be sitting in the most important chair in the United States. And then at the very end, she she cites Princess Leia and and a uh, she quotes her about. It's had something to do with when you have troubles and pain in your life, you need to turn it into art. Mm-hmm. So something like you know something like that, and uh, that's when she broke up. Hmm. Well, I, I read that uh, at the close memorial a few days ago, Meryl Streep actually uh, sang Carrie's favorite song at the memorial. Yeah, right. I saw that. Yeah, they were clearly close. I mean, so the movie was called Postcards from the Edge. It was written by Carrie Fisher, directed by Mike Nichols, if you could believe it. And has like a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes even today. Uh, Meryl Streep played Carrie Fisher, basically. And the Debbie Reynolds role was played by Shirley MacLaine. Oh. Dennis Quaid was in it as well. And the music was by Carly Simon. I mean, this is like the ultimate, you know, can't believe it could happen in 1990. Mm-hmm. You know, and she got to play Carrie Fisher. I mean, it's pretty amazing. Right. right. Yeah, and they were clearly friends. So um, that's cool. I mean, it's it was just, yeah, regardless of what she was talking about, it was nice that she wasn't just talking about herself. You know, she was talking about other people and other problems and stuff yes. like that. Yeah, you know? it was a great, great speech. Yeah, which is what we want. I mean, that's you know, that's why we give people Lifetime Achievement Awards. Like, that's right. You know, because we, we want them or we think they speak for us and, you know. Um, you want to hear, uh, you want to hear that. So, um, all right, well, we're both exhausted, but I need to get this out so that, you know, I'm the first one out. Uh, so we'll just jump straight to the important part, unless you want to linger on anything else, you know, congratulations to Donald Glover, even though you didn't love Atlanta and I haven't really watched much of it, but we like him and happy for him. The crown unknown. You didn't love people versus OJ Simpson. Who cares? Yeah, you know, I'm I'm really upset about that. I mean, I'm really upset about who the hell that was up. That was up. Oh, you you were upset that it beat Night Manager as, yeah. as a show. Huh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who who cares about a dramatization? As I said in in a prior in a prior podcast that we did, I was much more interested in watching the ESPN multi part documentary. Uh, about the right. the OJ story and stuff that they dug up and mm-hmm. and um, repieced things together. I mean that was fascinating and provocative. And who wants to watch a dra- dramatization? And 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 people were just so enamored of it. I know. Like who cares? I know. I think it's offensive. I think this was uh there's four awards and we're going to give all the acting awards to Night Manager. We're going to give something something else. Oh, um, you know, I mean, they got everything. I mean, that's the yeah, thing. They got, they got everything else pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. They, they did. They got I best mean, actor. They got best actress. They got best supporting actor. Yeah. 
your girl from Olivia Coleman. Oh my God, do I love her from uh, Broadchurch. Broadchurch. Yeah. So who who of the three that won? Who were you happiest for from uh, the three actors <laughs> wins of? Uh, uh, well, uh, I guess imagine. it would uh, would come down between Tom and Olivia Hiddleston and Coleman. Um, who who was I happier for between those two? Is that what you're talking about amongst yeah. the three yeah. night managers? Which one were you celebrating the most? Even though I yeah. kind of spoiled yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, for which you. one was I, I celebrating? The reason, the most. by the way, to, to to confirm what you said, I only spoiled it because I was as horrified as you were as how it was going, and I wanted to <laughs> right. give you some some little some, spark some of hope. hope, right? Some hope, a ray of hope. Yeah. I don't know. It's close. I, I I love them both. I think I I love Olivia a little bit more because yeah. of uh, the the Broadchurch yeah. role she as has well. A way more storied career than he does at this point too. Yeah. Right. Right. So you know, I guess yeah, when I true. wrote you back, I used some more some extra exclamation points after her win than after his. But I'm, I mean, I'm let's cer- let's put it this way: the chances of her winning another Golden Globe are reasonable. Yeah, the chances of him winning an Academy Award are high. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I would be happier for her because he's going to win a ton more awards, including stepping up the ladder. I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's, he's you know now that he's been one of the best male leads as a good guy on television in a long time, and one of the best bad guys that even people who don't love comic book movies love Tom Hiddleston as Loki in right. the Avengers. You know what I mean? He's every bit as responsible as Hemsworth and Ruffalo and those guys. Like he's just that charismatic and just that good. But like I, I wrote you as it was going on, I would not have been depressed if Riz had won uh, instead of uh, of Hiddleston. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, was I, I, Riz himself nominated? Yeah. He was. Yeah. Both he and Turturro were mm. were nominated for the night of. They 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 were up against each other as best actor in a limited series or a motion picture made for television. So they were up against Hiddleston and Cranston in something called All the Way. And then um, the guy from the O.J. Simpson uh, dramatization who played, uh, um, you know, the black lawyer, I think. Oh, oh there it is. You see? Oh, 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 Riz was up against Hiddleston. I'm sorry, I totally missed. Yeah, I see what you're saying. You would have uh-huh. been okay with Riz winning. I would have, yeah. right. I, I would have because he was so phenomenal. But the problem is that's a split vote thing. Is that him and from what I sure. understand, him and Totoro were like co-leads, right? So absolutely, yes, it's, yes. It, it's tough. It's tough yeah. in your co-lead situation. That's, that's right, right. Yeah, and Brian Cranston was going to win. He's won a bazillion awards before. Um, so yeah, I mean, you called this. You said it was the best show of the year. You've seen it yep. numerous times. You yep. raved about all of these actors. You predicted and wanted all them to win, and they did. Yeah, I was very happy about it. And yet, nothing else is really satisfying in this entire this entire show. And if the Golden Globes can't get anything interesting, what hopes does the Oscar have in this well, horrible but, but wait, year of 2016? But wait, the, the the drama category wasn't that bad. I mean, Moonlight's winning, um, and uh, Casey Affleck winning for for Best Actor, and. Uh, uh, what's her I name? don't know. I think a lot of people thought Ali should have gotten that for uh, Moonlight. Yeah. Okay. Right. And Vi- Viola Davis winning for Fences. That that was a very good thing. How is she a, a supporting? She looks like she's a lead in that thing. Oh yeah. Right. She's supporting. Uh, I know. That's how they. Yeah. That's how they divvy up the awards. It's tough. Yeah. 
it's tough. I mean, Rachel Weisz uh, won, famously won a supporting actress uh, Oscar for being dead the whole time and just being in flashbacks. <laughs> That's how good she was. She was That's literally funny. just flashbacks. That's funny. And she easily won that Oscar, as I remember. Yeah. Deservedly so. I guess it's, yeah, I'd like when they spread the love around a little bit. And that way, when they make some bad choices, it doesn't bother me. Right. You know, but it's like, La La Land, La La Land, La La Land, Crown, Crown, O.J. Simpson, O.J. Simpson. You know what I mean? It's like, right. it's not interesting. It's not even accurate. There's Statistically speaking, these shows are operating at such a high level against each other, you know, that one wouldn't be better in all these categories. Um, yeah, I, I feel like if Deadpool can't even get close to winning, n- nothing from the genre will ever, will ever Well, will it ever came win. close to winning. I'll bet you in, in that category it was number two. Maybe. Maybe. I thought Chastain was going to win. I didn't even see the movie. That's what we should have seen instead of Jackie. Although it wouldn't have mattered because I was so sick. We, yeah, you were sick anyway, We were still right? going to have to leave, but we, yeah. we should have seen Miss Sloan. You know, I, I, was, I was so close before you announced that you were miserable. I was so close to saying, let's leave. Yeah, that, well, whatever. I don't want to heap on Natalie Portman. This is a constant problem in, in the nerdverse as Natalie Portman, so I don't want to bring any more no, controversy. We, we, we love Natalie we Portman. We love this Natalie. Was not, uh, yeah. This was not a Natalie Portman problem. This yeah. was a directorial problem. Yeah, this is, yeah exactly. It got an 88% on Rotten Tomatoes, mostly because of her, I, I believe. Yeah, sure. So you said Vigo and Denzel were there. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, I think both of those guys are better actors or have better highs than Affleck. I know Affleck's more storied and has been in better movies than Vigo, yes. mi- minus Lord of the Rings. But I think Vigo's emotional range is a little more intense than Casey Affleck. So again, I'd have to see this movie uh, to see that that's the case. He you know, got like get, Casey's got like one more level of emotion past his brother. That's basically what's going on. <laughs> He's got like just a little bit of a bigger bubble of emotion. No, it's a little bit more than that. Okay, but, a little, uh, level and a half. I, I, I love I love watching him act, and I as I said in another podcast, I don't love Viggo Mortensen watching Viggo no, Mortensen act. Of course, I'm just, just being objective here. I'm not even saying I'd like yeah. that movie more than the other one. I'm just saying, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I have a feel for these things with actors. You know, and if I was casting a lead in in in, in sort of an artsy film, I definitely would want Viggo in there. Uh, you know, for me. Um, Andrew Garfield, I assume, was there. I'm gonna have to watch some yes, of it. Yes, yes, yes. He he was there. He got a lot a lot of camera time. Yeah, he did. Movie. He was sitting right next to our, our good friend Mel Gibson. Yeah. So, um, well, I appreciate you being on. I wish we had anything to talk about that was interesting, other than a night manager. <laughs> night manager. <laughs> I mean, we literally know nothing or care nothing about anything else. I guess I'll give a shout out to my bu- boy Aaron Taylor Johnson, who I've been loving since Kickass seven or eight years ago. And then he went on to be in a movie that we should now see because we like Rogue One, which was Godzilla, which Gareth Edwards did a reboot of mm. a couple years ago uh, with the co-leads being Aaron Taylor Johnson and his Avenger twin Elizabeth Olsen as co-leads in that movie as well. Um, that movie is supposed to be actually pretty good. And I've been tracking his career. I am not surprised. Uh, I'm a little surprised, but I'm happy for him. Uh, Dev Patel didn't win, uh, of course. Um, anyone else you want to give a shout out to? Oh, yeah, I was going to ask you um, a, a fun thing to end, if you can remember it. It's just happened, but there's so much going on. What were like one or two uh, n- uh, notable appearances by uh, celebrities that were quirky or just surprising or awkward or like that you saw? We were like, huh? you know what I mean? Right. Um, well, I already talked about Kristen Wiggins and Steve Carroll. I think that that was that was the standout. Sure. 
Um, oh, there, you know, I don't know if I'm going to be able to retrieve it. There were a couple of amusing. Okay, well, I'll throw a few that things. I remember. Yeah. I, I want to hear about Hems and uh, Godot. That is a hot, hot couple right there. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't recall. I, I was so so focused on their, their, their physicality. I don't recall that they said anything particularly intriguing. But I'm sure they didn't because they've they've yeah. no need to yeah right um and as I I said many months ago in my Batman uh podcast I, I think the Thor Wonder Woman would be the one crossover that maybe they'd agree to because they're like the same level in, in respective comic book worlds uh power wise but also popularity wise you know and be like a, a similar audience. Um, I think when you see Wonder Woman Dad and you see the mythology in, in a couple months, you'll see how, how Thor-esque it is and the Vikings. I mean, she's Greek. He's Thor's Viking. That's basically it. I mean, it's right. it's really the same thing. So that's kind of a cool idea to see those two together. Uh, I loved hearing that Diego Luna was there with Felicity Jones. is yeah. amazing. And again, I was so excited about seeing them and communicating with you. I didn't hear what they had to say, and then you wanted me to take the picture of oh, the screen. Oh, yeah, it's fine. I'm just glad yeah. they were there. They're a great couple. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was so exciting to, to, to see them present. Yeah. I bet people in the audience were pumped, you know? It's hard he, to tell. He, yeah. he was very happy to be oh, there. Oh, yeah. Was, yeah. He was very personable and... Yeah, he's the uh, sweetest. He's he's a total Spaniard. He's ridiculously yeah. outgoing, and he loves everybody, and everything's yep. great. And, you yep, know, that, yeah. That that's what uh, absolutely came across. Yeah, and that's why his acting performance is even more impressive because he played a completely different character. Yeah. It was super convincing. Um, and uh, yeah, they didn't even try and throw any surprises this year. Um, you know, maybe everyone's just so depressed from Trump, and that's why Meryl Streep was actually trying to vocalize it because Meryl Streep probably could sense in the crowd that right. people were were bummed out by Trump, and you know, and uh, yeah, I give her credit. She knows what's going well, they, on. they certainly had a lot, a lot of biggies there. I mean, Leo was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brad Pitt was there. Leo, who famously met with Trump within weeks of his uh, election, just saying. Yeah, because he thinks, you know, everybody thinks they, they have a chance to, to influence this, this, this empty Matt Damon head. doesn't. <laughs> what? Matt Damon doesn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, it was extremely charming tonight. I, I mean, I just the ease with which Matt Damon walks on a stage, makes a couple casual jokes, says hi to some people. It, it just, it's amazing. I know. He's something. I know. Boy from Boston, you know? I mean, just... Um, and uh, any Ben sightings tonight? Oh, I know. I want you... Well, wait, wait, wait. Here, here, here's a weird one. Okay. Vince Vaughn, I uh, thought. You, you have to watch this and tell, tell me what you see. Drugged, drugged out. I think so. Yeah. I wouldn't be shocked. He was he was breathing heavy, yeah. and it looked like his face was stiff, like he had a bunch of plastic surgery, and he was just a mess. Yeah. I, I I thought him and Owen Wilson are just constant messes. Mm. Um, but okay, so we'll finish with the person I'm probably going to go downstairs now and look forward to seeing as I watch through it is my girl Anna Kendrick. Yeah, yeah, she she was really cute as she always is. I mean, she manages to make like five foot one, you know, so powerful. It's amazing. <laughs> right. She's so tiny, but you just, you can't take your eyes off her. Uh, but yeah, it did feel like everyone was kind of going through the motions this year. I think people do respond to the uh, host and overall vibe. 
And like when Tina and, and, and Amy were doing it, everyone was just more relaxed, you know? People were drinking, they were having fun, they were getting well, made fun I don't of. Know. I'll, I'll go back to what you said. I think I think there was a, a bit of a depressive pall that that was hang, hanging over over the yeah, place. Everybody the was really thing. aware and of t- Well Carrie, I I think Carrie Fisher was actually the worst of every of all the deaths the last couple months. I to this crowd, I think Carrie Fisher was probably the worst. Because she's younger than some of these women that are there winning awards. Right, right, right. right. You know what I mean? And they grew up with her. They grew up well, loving her. Well, just the fact that, that, that a mother and daughter died within 24 hours well, of yeah. each other. And Debbie I mean, Reynolds, who, if you know anything about acting or musicals, you worship her because of how brilliant she is. Like, right, right, I, right. I mean, you know, there was such random people when Debbie Reynolds died. I, I knew everyone who was going to post on Twitter and stuff when Carrie Fisher died. But the Debbie Reynolds response from the young generation was humongous. Huh. Um, you know, people who say that's their favorite movie scene ever, the famous singing in the rain scene. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, and that's that, that's not an accident, you know. Like, <laughs> Debbie Reynolds was was a genius as well. And yeah, until so there's two geniuses, mother and daughter, so close. Um, yeah, this will be a good place to finish. I mean, it was such a depressing year, but in some ways, this was like more of a moral hit, morale hit, you know what I mean? Yes. Um, and, uh, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what comes out. I mean, you mentioned Vince Vaughn. It'll be interesting to see. We know what's going on with Casey Affleck a little bit. It'll be interesting to see what comes out about Carrie Fisher, uh, you know, if she was back on shit. I don't think she was. I think her body just gave out. I could yeah. be wrong. No, I, I think that's the, that's the best hypothesis. The she most just probable seemed, hypothesis. even when she was in a good mood the last couple of years, she seemed just kind of out of it and, and weak. Um I sort of hope that's the case in a weird way, you know, I, I mean, that, that she wasn't like back on shit after all the, I can't imagine her and her mom like live together. Oh, yeah. I cannot wait to watch the documentary. We might have to do a quick response to that and I'll let you go. It's oh, late. oh yeah. We should. Right. Yeah. Um, definitely, yeah. Uh, it's supposed to be quite uh, wonderful, but I, honestly, I don't think I'm going to watch the, watch the Oscars this year. I, I'm just not even going to tune in. I'll check later that night or the next day. But this was a horrible, horrible movie year from from the indie to the blockbuster and everything in between. Only five or six movies from this year that I would care to carry over that I've seen. Um, I don't know. You have any more of an optimistic diagnosis than that? And then we'll <laughs> say hello to 2017. You know, let's let's just move on to 2017. Yeah, it was pretty bad. We did get Hunt for the Wilder People, though. If nothing else. We did. Which was like the West. It's like Wes Anderson meets Beasts of the Southern Wild. And which got no acknowledgement from the foreign press. Nothing. And it's going to get nothing from Hollywood. It's really sad. That movie's better than anything any American put out this year. You know? That's right. And they That's just right. can't admit it. They just can't admit it. They just can't admit uh, it. But I think this is going to be a better movie year. I mean, look. I mean, the big blockbuster movies are already set up to be better. Because we've got the Logan movie, which looks great. we got Wonder Woman looks great. we got Guardians looks great. Spider-Man looks great. Thor looks great. You know, so the big movies, you know, Star Wars Episode Eight is going to be amazing and really emotional, by the way, with Carrie Fisher, because she has a huge role in this new movie. And, you know, uh, did you hear this report, by the way, Dad? They, they basically said she had an even bigger role in the final movie. And so oh. they are now working furiously in editing Episode Eight and writing Nine and trying to figure out what the hell to do, because she was supposed to be like one of the leads in the final episode. Oh. On top of all the sadness, we were deprived of that. In Episode oh. Nine, you know, older Carrie Fisher as the General Leia. 
making me tear up just thinking about it. Yeah, I, know. I don't know, but I, I, I just want to say on record that I do think this is a classic case of people not appreciating what they have until it's gone. And sure, sure. I, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back because I'm as horrified and saddened by this as anyone, but I did do a Carrie Fisher <laughs> tribute podcast, which as far as I can tell, no one else has done in the last few years. I did a big ass Carrie Fisher tribute podcast a month before she died. Mm. And I had no clue that she had any health problems. Sure. It was sure. just purely devotional and reverential towards her. And it feels fucking weird that that happened. But, you know, I just I want to I think you can agree that, you know, once we leave you people tonight, you should appreciate things when they're happening and not wait until later and have to be nostalgic about it. Amen. Amen to that. Thanks, Papa Bizzle. You're welcome. Uh, Thank you. And uh, I I think we can agree we're looking forward to a better film year in 2017. Absolutely. Let's, Let's go. All right. Bizzlecast out.